All right. Well, welcome M12. Man, it's so good to see you guys tonight. And I know we've already done this, but I want to do this again. If you're one of our first time guests, thanks for coming. You picked a good night to come because tonight we start a series called Gains. Now, here's what I remember. I remember the first time that I ran a full mile, and it was not good. Let me tell you about it. I was in the sixth grade. Any sixth graders in the house? Okay, let me just tell you. Let me tell you, and here's the deal. If this catches you because this is where you're at, I'm not trying to embarrass you, not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm just being honest about my own personal story. When I was in the sixth grade, I don't know if you guys still do these, but there's these like these physical fitness tests in school where you have to see like how many push-ups you can do and you got to do the shuttle run. You guys, you know the shuttle run? Okay, cool. And uh, you got to see how far you can reach, all right, and all this kind of stuff. Well, one of the things is um, you had to run a mile, okay? And, uh, and this was the week after you had to try to do pull-ups, of which I could not do one pull-up, okay? I was out of shape, and, um, and, and I was in the sixth grade. So I'm not picking on my sixth graders, but listen up. So first time I run a mile, and it took, students, it took me nearly 12 minutes to run one mile. Okay, I thought you guys were going to totally make fun of me. Thanks. I'm in good company tonight. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good. So it is sad, Diamond, thank you for pointing that out, my brother. It is sad because all the, not picking on the ladies tonight, okay, but here's the deal. Sixth grade guys, we do not want to lose to all the girls in the class in a mile, okay? And I lost to just about all the girls. I mean, it was a bad day, guys. It was a really bad day. But I was out of shape. I mean, my diet was like Doritos and donuts, you know what I mean? And so what do you think's going to happen, right? Here's the, the good part is I didn't throw up, okay? That was the good part. Didn't throw up and um, still alive today. No, but here's the thing. So obviously, you may think that's kind of a lame story, right? But for me, it really bothered me. Like I was embarrassed by my time in running one mile. So I wanted to get better at it, wanted to grow in that. And so now fast forward about 23 years, I've become what I would say is a semi-runner. I love to run. It just focuses my mind. It clears my mind. My buddy Andy here in the front couple rows, he and I ran a half marathon a couple years ago. And it was a decent time, wasn't it, bro? It was a decent time. It wasn't the end of the day, end of the world, right? But, but here's the thing. I wanted to get better, wanted to grow my pace, and, and I wanted to not take nearly 12 minutes to run a mile. You know what I mean? And today... I ran a few miles, and I can tell you that it's not 12 minutes. Praise God. Everybody good with that? Yeah, okay, okay, that's awesome, good stuff. But here's what I know that's even more important. Listen up. There are more important things to grow in, right, than physical fitness. There are more important things to grow in than learning how to run a mile in a faster way. For example, here's a question. What about my spiritual life? What about my relationship with God? 
I mean, how does that grow? How do I measure growth when it comes to my relationship with God, right? Because it's not really measured in terms of a time on a clock. And see, a lot of times what people believe is that you can measure your growth, right? You can measure your growth by just learning a ton of stuff, like just having a ton of knowledge and knowing all the Bible stories and maybe even knowing some verses. But like we talked about two months ago in, in our series, Fake, right? We, we discovered that you can know a lot about God and actually not really know him that much. Or some people think it's all about just like kind of like church attendance. It's like, man, if I just come to M12 every week or I go to church every Sunday, and don't get me wrong, coming here, we love that you come here, and it's a good thing. It's a good decision, but it's not necessarily a way to measure, right? It's not necessarily a way to measure your spiritual growth, your spiritual life. See, the question, right, is not how do we track it, but how do we do it? And that's the question that I want to talk about over the next three weeks, is how do we measure spiritual growth? When we're talking about gains, right, we're not necessarily talking about physical gains, even though these guys did a good job on that push-up contest tonight, huh? Now, here's what I think. Let me be real with you guys for a second. I honestly think that the guys should have doubled the... Number of the girl. You with me on that front row? You with me on that front row? And so technically, I would have given the candy to the ladies, you know? Just saying. Just saying. True, true. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to, back to what we're talking about. So here's the question. It's not about, it's not about how to do it, it's how do you grow up spiritually. It's thinking about how do we grow up spiritually in our life. What are the things that we can pay attention to, to think about, right, so that that actually happens? Because here's the reality. God desires for you to grow up spiritually even more than you do. Because here's what it means. When you're growing in your relationship with God, it means that your relationship with God is getting closer, and God desires to be close to his people. He desires a relationship that is close with you and that is close with me. And here's the thing about spiritual growth. A lot of times, we make this more complicated than it's really supposed to be. We think, man... I got to do all these things, and it's like a checklist, and check this box, and check this box, and I'm doing good in here, so I must be getting, you know, really close to God, and all this kind of stuff, and we, we kind of make it a checklist instead of just allowing God to move in our life, and I want to talk about a thought this, this week and in the next few weeks, and here, here is the thought. Maybe you want to write it down. When it comes to growing in our faith, here it is, doing is better than knowing. When it comes to growing in our faith, doing is better than knowing. Doing is better than knowing. And so what I want to do is I want to look at Jesus' first sermon when he was on earth. See, Jesus came and he was a carpenter, right? After he was born and grew up a little bit, he became a carpenter. And then his ministry 
began when he was around 30 years old. And one of the first things that Jesus did was he preached a sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. So if you want to turn open your Bibles, I would invite you to do that. Page number 972, 972, Bible in front of you or um, underneath your chair, 972. And here's what Jesus does in this sermon. He talks about a ton of things. And he talks about a, a ton of things that if we would do these things, if we would act on these things, then our relationship with God would be really, really good. That we would reflect Jesus in the way that we live. That the people that know us best would be able to see Jesus in us. And the hope, right, my hope for you would be that if you would call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, that one of your main aims would be that you would want people to see him in you. You would want people to see him in your actions and in the way you speak to people and in the relationships that you have. But here's an important thing about what Jesus was saying. He wasn't telling us Things that we ought to do to earn God's favor or earn God's love. Students, that is so important because we don't have to earn that. That is a free gift that is given to us because Jesus loves us that much. So the things that Jesus is talking about in the sermon, he's talking about them as a way of saying, if you're a follower, these things should be true about your life. These things should be true about the way that you live your life. Because here's what Jesus understood. He understood that knowing is not as important as doing, but both are important. It's not enough to just know something. You've got to do something about it. You've got to act on the knowledge that you have. You've got to act on what you know. And so in Matthew chapter 7, here's what Jesus says, verse number 24, if you're reading with me. It says this, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, we talked about this passage of scripture just a couple months ago. And what we talked about is the fact that Jesus is giving us a story of two builders, right? He's saying one builder builds his house on the rock, but here's what, here's what he's what he's saying is that this is the person that, that knows and that listens, but also responds. He also acts on what he knows. He acts on what he listens or she listens to. They listen and then they do something about it. This person is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. But understand this. I don't want you to think... It's all about what we do, but what we do matters. The way that we live our life, it matters. Choosing to live your life in a way that honors God and honors people matters. It's not enough to just come to church all the time. And some of you, this might be true of you. You might just think, well, yeah, man, if I just come to M12 every week, then I'll be good. And that's the reality of a lot of the churches that are in the United States is that people just come to church thinking that's all they have to do. It's like this, check this off of the box. 
But nothing changes in their life. There's no life-changing thing about them. So the key is to do the right things. And see, if your life doesn't reflect the things that Jesus preached about, your faith will never change. See, when you begin to put into practice what the scripture says, God then honors your obedience. Because here's the thing. When we choose to be obedient to what God tells us to do, that is our way of saying, God, I trust you. Even if it doesn't make a ton of sense, even if I don't fully understand, but you know what, God, I'm just going to trust you because you're God and I'm not. And that is, a lot of times, students, that is obedience. Now, think about it like this. Think about it like this, okay? This is an example. You can believe in good nutrition, okay? How many of you, just show of hands, you would say, you're a pretty healthy eater. You like to be healthy. You like to eat things that are good for you. Like, do I have any broccoli lovers in the room? Okay, okay. Brussels sprouts, any Brussels sprouts? Okay, how about this one, guys? How about cauliflower? Any cauliflower fans? Okay, okay. Eggplant? Okay. Artichokes? All right. Avocados? Two hands up for me, people. Come on, guacamole, guacamole from Chipotle. Woo! All right, all right. Hey, let me tell you guys something a little depressing. Let me tell you guys, we don't have, we don't have chips and guacamole tonight for you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. No, but stay with me. Listen up. You can leave tonight and you could go to, uh, you know, GNC and you could buy the best nutrition book. And you could read it and you could know it all and just know all the different calories of different things, right? But if your diet is still Doritos and donuts, nothing's going to change. Listen, listen, listen. This is what Jesus is saying. I want you to get this. It's not enough to just know it. You have to act on it. This was my story for a long time, students. Listen. A lot of times when I was in your shoes, I just had a head knowledge of who God was. But it wasn't in my heart. It didn't affect how I lived. It didn't affect the decisions that I made. It didn't affect how I treated other people. It didn't affect how my attitude was. It didn't affect my behavior. And see, what Jesus is telling us in this sermon, we're about to get into it, is that it's not enough to just know. The one that, built, that listens and then does what he's hearing is the one that builds his house on a solid foundation on the rock. Or think about it like this, guys. Think about, let's just say the same goes for working out. See, if we're going to work out, some of you guys work out, some of you guys don't, whatever. But if you're going to work out, you got you to gotta understand you got to know how to use the equipment, but then you have to go and use the equipment correctly, unlike these people. Check this out. Yeah. 
Guys, here's what's sad. Here's what's sad. These are actually real videos, real people that don't know how to use workout equipment. I pray that nothing like that ever happens to you when you decide to work out, if you ever decide to work out. But listen, it's not enough to know. You gotta, you gotta do. And that's what Jesus is saying in this passage. See, he's saying if you want your relationship with God to grow, if you want your relationship with God to look different next year than it does this year, then you've got to do the things that matter. And here's what matters, his word. His word matters. Scripture matters. We don't teach from the Bible every week because it's a really great book. We teach from the Bible because we believe that it has transforming power to make your life different. And one of these spiritual gains, if you will, is listening to the word of God, hearing the word of God, and then being able to apply and do what the word of God says. So here's what, here's what Jesus says in the sermon. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, think about it, who hears these words of mine and then puts them into practice. In other words, it's not just about coming to M12 and just passing the time and just hearing a sermon from the stage every week. Oh, yep, no, I'm going to hear a sermon. Oh, man, Jesus told some really great stories. He's saying those that put into practice what they hear is like a wise man. Get that, a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain comes down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. I want you to think about something. As Jesus is telling this story to the hearers, this story is not about knowledge, students. It was not about the builder knowing about the storm coming or the... All right, let me say something. Let me say something. Listen up. It is not my goal to embarrass anybody in this room, but that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Students, if you think it's enough to come and just listen or not listen, you're wrong. You have to choose it, though. You have to choose for the the power of God's word to be able to transform your life. You have to make that choice. No one can make that choice for you. And Jesus is saying this, and here's the thing that he says, right? It's not about the builder knowing about the storm or knowing what to do. It was about the builder doing the right thing. He built the house on the rock. He did the right thing. And so here's the idea. You listen and you do. You listen and you do. You you acquire information and then you do something with it. See, students, if you want your life, if you want your relationships, 
if you want your morals, if you want your decisions, if you want your future to look and feel like they're built on a good, solid foundation, then it's important that you do the right things. It just is. It's not enough to know. It's important to do. But understand that Jesus is not preaching this sermon to say, these are the things you have to do to earn your way to heaven. These are the things you have to do to earn my love for you. That's not what he's saying, okay? You got to get that because there is nothing that you or I could do to earn God's love. God loves us anyway. Even if you're here tonight and you don't know God, you've never made the decision to say yes to Jesus. He loves you. We're glad you're here. We want you here. Our prayer would be that you would make that decision and say yes to him. But he loves you. He's saying, this is the lifestyle that represents people that already know me. He's saying the people that call themselves Christ followers, man, those are the people that listen and then they act on what they hear. They listen to it and they act on what they hear. And I want you to hear the flip side. Verse 26 says, is everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Think about this. He hears the word, right? Both of them hear it. Both of them can hear and listen to the word. But one of them practices, puts it into practice. The other doesn't do what it says. The one that puts it into practice builds it on the rock. The one that doesn't do what it says and doesn't put it on the practice builds it on the sand. In other words, let's just talk about homes for a second. If you want to build a relational home, if you want to build a, a school home, if you will, if you want to build a friend's home, you can to, it can totally collapse because you knew all the right stuff, but you didn't do anything about it. Students, I'm telling you, man, this is true in my own life. It is true in my own life. There are so many times when I listen to God's word, when I sit in a sermon, and I just don't go and practice what it says, and it comes back and it gets me. Maybe it puts me in a position or a situation that I never thought I would be in. See, the reality is that's my choice, just like it's yours. It's your choice on whether or not what you hear is practice in what you do. And here's what it says. The rain comes down. There comes a storm again, right? The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. So you got one builder that builds their house on the solid rock and it's characterized by the one that listens and then puts it into practice. Then you got the other builder that builds his house on the sand and characterized by the one that listens and doesn't put it into practice. One house stands and the other one falls. See, following Christ, students, actually means that we actually have to follow him. See, what Jesus was doing in this sermon is he was giving instructions on ways that we can live our life so that we reflect the character of God, 
so that we reflect the person of Jesus Christ, the person of God himself. And here's what it means. Here's the bottom line, back to the bottom line, is it is a life of obedience. It's living your life in a way that responds in obedience to what you know is best and what you know God wants for you. See, one of the things that will help you grow in your faith is to consistently be able to take messages like tonight to not only hear them, but to be able to put them into practice. Because see, here's the thing, students. The, the number, the two things that we are on this earth to do, one is to know God. It's just to know him. It's to know his character. It's to experience his love. I mean, just a minute ago, I don't know if you called this, but Shelby was up here praying and she was emotional. You know why she was emotional? Because the Lord, the presence of God was in this room and it impacted her emotions. That is why we're here. We are here on this earth to experience God. We're here to experience him, to know him. And then we're here, students, to make him known. And the only way that we're going to make him known is if we listen and do. Is if we listen and then we act on what we hear in Scripture. And so as we close out, I want to put a passage on the screen. I want to show you how easy this can be. Because sometimes we complicate growing in our relationship with God, and it's not supposed to be complicated. It's not something that just happens automatically. It's something that you have to fight for. You have to discipline yourself for. I mean, you see these guys in the workout video, not the funny one, but the one that before I came to teach, these guys were working hard, right? The lady with the ropes, I mean, you see her back muscles? Like, you got to be disciplined to get better. You got to be disciplined, right, to get in physical shape. Well, the same thing applies for your spiritual life and your spiritual growth. It matters that you spend time with God. It matters that you read his word. Here's what scripture says in James chapter one. I want to show you how easy this can be. It says this, do not merely listen to the word. Hello. It's exactly what we're talking about. And so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says. Again, same concept is like a man, a woman, someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in all they do. So here's the idea. If you were to take a passage of scripture like this one, and then you were to ask two questions, you would be able to live out and practice what you hear or what you read or what you see. Here's the two questions. What does God want me to know? And what does God want me to do? It's really easy, right? What does God want me to know? 
And what does God want me to do with what I know? So let's put the passage back on the screen and let's think about what does God want us to know? What does God want us to do? One thing that God wants us to know through this passage, James chapter one on the screen, here's what he wants us to know. He wants us to know that if we just listen to the word, we will live in deception. It is not enough to just listen. You have to act. You have to do. You have to allow the life that you live to reflect what you listen to and what you hear. And then he says this, the one that listens to the word but doesn't do what it says, you look in a mirror, you walk away, you forget what you look like. Does that ever happen to you? What is he saying here? Here's what he's saying. He's saying it didn't matter. He's saying that what you heard, it didn't truly matter. You were so, it didn't matter enough to remember it. You forgot it. And he compares it to looking in a mirror and then walking away and forgetting what you looked like. He's saying it didn't matter. Here's the question you have to ask yourself, students, and then we're going to wrap up. Do you want to grow in your relationship with God? Does that matter to you? Does it matter for you to get closer to him? That's what you have to ask. Because if your answer is absolutely it matters, then you can't just listen. You have to do what it says. And then what it says at the end, I love this. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law, in other words, the scripture, the Bible, that the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, in other words, practices what it says, not forgetting what they heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do.